welcome, welcome, welcome in the trenches with LeVar Hamlin. Uh, got a lot to say today on, on another show uh, coming to you. Um, begin the new year, I'm going to probably start kicking out more regular shows uh, once a week uh, just to see where we go. Um, throw a couple theories out there, my opinions, what I see, and so on. Um, with that said, you know, like I said, this is in the trenches, you know, NFL playoffs, um, by being a combination of sports and worldly views, what we're going to do today is, um, I'm going to keep it within the realm of sports right now, um, by me being from Chicago, we kind of high on our bears right now, um, before I go any further with that, I'm doing a, a combo show right now, whereas I'm going live on Facebook along with the um, audio uh, version app on, um, I get the information to y'all, tag it, but it's audio, where it's an independent uh, podcast scene, whereas you're going to see a lot more of us doing independent projects. Yeah, um, I got people tuning in on the sports side uh, on Facebook they're commenting already I'm trying to hold back you know anything you want to add in like I said the show is going to be more about it's going to be some sports it's going to be some world views it's going to be some relationships it's going to be money it's going to be exercise um, anything that your mind comes to um, that we're going to spin off to at some point but for right now uh, it's going to be a sports day today uh, to try to cap off the new year. Once the new year comes, I'm going to probably roll out some more um, independent projects, like a show a week, you know, just to let you guys know I'm around. Uh, do a combo show with Bring Your A Game Sports Talk and the Live Direct uh, with them as well. Um, what we're going to do, talk about right now, is it's going to be pretty much about the Bears, you know, sports talk right now. Uh, Bears look good as we speak, you know. Um, I was att- I was lucky to attend three games this year, and loved every loved all of them. You know, uh, it's an unbelievable experience if you've never been to a game, and if you've never been to a game, get you some tickets and go to one. You know, it's a whole other experience, and it's true what they say: nothing brings people together than sports. You know. Um, for future shows, um, we're going to probably have some guests. I'm going to read some comments off the Facebook Live stuff here as we go to from time to time. Um, but went to the Bears game, and I see a very good team, man. You know, um, this team is going to go as Mitch goes, to be honest with you. Uh, the defense has carried us all year. Um I do have my reservations. I do have my complaints about uh, the the pump, the the recognition that this team is getting so far. Because all season long, I've had my ear down to every outlet: ESPN, uh, Fox Sports, uh, Sports One, Fox Sports Net, Yahoo, uh, USA Today, everything, and. This Bears team is, is just not getting the respect that they've clearly earned, you know. Um, had a couple questions here. Got a couple viewers, don't know who's uh, actually 
looking into it. But I got a couple different questions about the Bears too. Like, who do you think is mostly responsible for getting this team turned around to this point right now? Um, that's a very legitimate question. And I have a couple names. You know, some people say Matt Nagy. Some people will say Vic Fangio. Some people even say Trubisky. You got others that say Khalil Mack. And I'm going to throw a fifth name out there that nobody's really talking about. And it's Ryan Pace, the GM. Um, he pulled the trigger. You know, he did his homework. Uh, the only big name he really went and got was Khalil Mack via trade. And that was probably the biggest risk. You know, gave up two first rounders and... Uh, maneuver some things around to get, you know, the Mac man to Chicago. Thank you, LA or Oakland or Las Vegas, whoever you want to call them. Thank you very much. We'll see your fruit basket uh, this past Christmas, you know. But that's the biggest move he's made. But when you go back and look at the free agency part, he did spend a whole lot of money, you know, Trey Burton. Uh, that was big for the Eagles last year. He went and got. Allen Robinson coming off an ACL injury. He came back and got um, uh, Gabriel, you know, another little speed guy to make this offense go. Uh, he did his uh, homework on um, getting the right coach, man, Nagy here, who's literally up for um, um, coach of the year at this point, which I'm going to speak about later on in the, pro in the, uh, the show here. But he's done a lot of great things. And I think that the one that ultimately capped it off was making that trade for Khalil Mack to really put this team into the position that they're in right now. And if we're going to be honest, you know, we can even go back to last year. We frowned up at the pick of Mitch Trubisky. Uh, the debate is still out if we're going to ask about if you got the, quarter right, the quarterback position right because... You get Deshaun Watson and, and uh, Patrick McCombs in that same draft, and all three of those quarterbacks are heading to the playoffs this year in their second year. So my thing is on the quarterback position and scouting that, it's still up for debate. But I like the way where this team is headed. Um, we're looking at a whole – we're looking at a, a – a, a culture change here in Chicago where they're finally adapting to the times and playing football the way that everybody else is playing, becoming innovative, you know, uh, being strategic, being well coached in the, per in, in the process. And to have all this come into play with a first year head coach speaks volumes. Um, my, my personal opinion, this team reminds me a lot of that early Philadelphia Eagle uh, team when they first uh, drafted Donovan McNabb. McNabb wasn't the best passer, but he got the job done, you know. Trubisky still has a lot of work to do, but he gets the job done, you know. He, like, his presence can be felt if he doesn't, uh, if he misses a game. Um, and then you got a, a bunch of uh, role players or utility players in between that will literally get the job done, but it all starts with the quarterback position and defensively, veteran DC, um, 
that's well respected around the league. You have uh, a very stout top five defense, in our case, probably the top defense that is not getting the respect. You know, this team is not getting the respect, but the defense is really not getting the respect that they deserve because since 2000, um, Ravens that won the Super Bowl led by Ray Lewis, no other team has recorded 45 sacks and 25 interceptions in the same year since that team. And that's an all-time great defensive team, Super Bowl defensive-led team that nobody talks about. The Spurs has the Spurs team has matched that, but they're not getting the, they're not getting the the respect or the recognition because of that, and it, it baffles me. You know, whereas this is a quarterback-driven league, but the defense is still showing you that they're alive and well. You know. Um, the teams going to the playoffs that's led by defense is not far-fetched. Uh, you got Dallas, you know, they got a great front seven. You got Chicago, you got Baltimore. You know, a lot of people are sleeping on San Diego's defense. Um, if this other team squeaks in, you got um, the Indianapolis Colts, very strong defensively. Um you can even put up there the Vikings to a certain degree if they get in, you know. Uh, another team that, if they get in, can also make some noise and be led defensively. It's probably the Eagles, you know. You have some very good teams still alive and well in this playoff race. And this is probably one of the one years that whoever gets in has a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl. And that's not blowing smoke. That's not getting lost in the glam, the glamour of things. And if you go back, let's go back as recent as last year. It's good to have a top-tier quarterback, but it doesn't guarantee you a Super Bowl. We could take last year's um, Eagles. We all wrote off um, Nick Foles. You led that team to the Super Bowl and got MVP. You know? Um, and... Let's go to the game before that. It was Minnesota and the Eagles. So if the Eagles didn't make it with Nick Foles at quarterback, you would have had Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings playing for the Super Bowl, which Case Keenum is not in the in he's probably probably one of the bottom feeders in terms of uh quarterbacking, quarterback quarterback play and production. So literally Anybody who gets in from the NFC has a shot going to the Super Bowl. And you can throw the AFC in there, but that's going to be more like a track meet, all offense. We, we can score more than you type of um, mentality. It kind of gives you that, 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 that late 80s, early 90s feel with the playoffs in the AFC side. You, you can quickly identify three or four teams that can get and they go to the Super Bowl, but not all six. Um, like I said, I'm kind of transitioning from the Bears to the playoff picture. Um, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting playoffs. You're going to see a lot of big names, and keep this in mind. Um, our boy, our man, return to the Mac. If you notice, the man steps up every time. When the lights are at its brightest, AT, his uh, when the lights are at its brightest, 
this man steps up and has big games. And when you get in the playoffs and you play these big games, I'm thinking he, he his play gets better and better and better. So I'm really excited about these playoffs. I'm going to transition over here to the NFL awards because there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of opinions. Um, you got about six awards that can be given away. League MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and I'm sorry, that's six already, but the seventh one is Comeback Player of the Year. And somebody is going to get robbed for the, for the case of popularity or what's hot right now instead of just plain common sense. Um, everybody's going to say McCombs because of his ability to be box office and arm talent. And you can't take that away from the man. What Drew Brees is doing right now is just unbelievable. Uh, But just like with those two guys who are your leading MVP vote getters right now, they're kind of fizzling down, you know. They're kind of fizzle. They're kind of fizzle down right now. Maybe a little bit of arm fatigue kicking in. After that, you got Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, who I would... Definitely put him up there in the conversation MVP. But what shocks me is you got Ty Gurley, Tyreek Hill, um, even DeAndre Hopkins from Houston is getting MVP love at this point. All offensive players. Nobody's speaking on Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. And it saddens me to say this, but the lead, you know, the MVP award is nothing more but the NFL version of the Heisman Trophy. If you have the box office numbers to put up in terms of from the quarterback position or the running back position, you're going to have a very good chance of winning MVP because that's the highlighted position that they want their MVPs to come back from. So... My vote for MVP this year, just using strictly common sense and not going with what the trend is right now, it's got to be Khalil Mack. Came over to the Bears. This is the same Bears team that was 5-11 last year. Uh, Still got the game coming up Sunday. And I don't know no other player that is responsible for at least six wins by himself. When you look at when you look at the win losses column right now, along with the production, what he brings to the team, and not only that, who else he's made other people look better. Hakeem Hicks played like this the last two seasons. Got a contract extension from Chicago. Didn't get voted to a Pro Bowl or anything because of the team's success. Enters Khalil Mack. Hicks hasn't changed as a as a player. He's continue to give you these numbers in the production but they look a lot better because you have another you have you've brought in an alpha male you've brought in the ultimate predator apex predator to play alongside with him that's going to allow him the freedom to make these plays and look better because you got some help 
and I understand that completely, you know. And congratulations to the guy, uh, Hakeem Hicks, for getting voted to his first Pro Bowl. But, you know, I'm not surprised that he was going to get there because he's been playing like that for the past three seasons. So, but for MVP, not only does the guy make everybody's better, he's a leader who doesn't have the big head. He blends in with everybody else. He's made, he's changed the culture just by being who he is. And based on last year's production to this year, with the same team, this man is single-handedly responsible for six wins. Now, you could also enter Coach Nagy, which I'm going to bring up as my coach of the year as well. How much credit does he get? Because he did take over for a 5-11 and team. But let's face it, this is a defensive-led team. Like I said, uh, Khalil Mack leads sack fumbles, you know. So not only is he second quarterback, but he's causing fumbles, which in turns as to your turnover number uh, ratio. You look at the interceptions this team is uh, piling up over 25. This team is turning the ball over. Cal Fuller was on the brink of NFL extinction. Khalil Mack in his in his and my manager Tim Young is just tuned in to Facebook. What's up, Tim? Um, this aspect of Cal Fuller being an All-Pro along with Eddie Jackson, he's made those guys look better. Khalil Mack has been responsible for plus six in the win column for this team. Okay, he's in line and probably has defensive player of the year locked up. It's kind of hard to say because you still got Aaron Donald who's not getting MVP love either. And he's like 17 sacks on the season. So it's, it's we the league has to get to a point where it's MVP is an MVP. Nobody else on the list is responsible for plus six wins for your team. So that's it. I vote for MVP is Khalil Mack. If you want to put my feet to the fire about Defensive Player of the Year, I could argue Khalil Mack. But like the NBA, I'm gonna put I'm gonna pull a, a thing from their page. I give I give that to Aaron Donald. You know he's proved it before. This team has the same success, but he's leading the league in sacks from his position. So from that aspect, I would concede that because Khalil Mack has changed and become valuable to his team. Whereas, you can go up and down that Rams team. Golf was an MVP candidate. Ty Gurley, MVP candidate. Uh, Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year or MVP candidate, you know. You can go up and down, but like I said, my vote, MVP, Khalil Mack, Offensive Player of the Year. I say Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's in line to throw over 50 touchdowns this season. Defensive player of the year. Uh, you can go either Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. You can't go wrong with either one. Coach of the year, Matt Nagy. Uh, comeback player of the year. People are going to probably disagree with me on this one. you got to give it to the man, Andrew Luck. You know, had soldier, shoulder surgery. Uh... You can either go Andrew Luck or you can go Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson tore his ACL, came back. He's got the Texans in the playoff hunt. Uh, 
Also, you can say the same thing about Luck. He's got he's got these Colts in the playoff hunt, so they they can kind of rival that that same right now. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. It's gonna be kind of tough. Uh, you ask me. Some people, a lot of people like Baker Mayfield. Not a big fan. Some people are rival Sam Donald from the Jets. I just don't believe in him yet. Um, two names that you have to sit here and think about from a football perspective. Get, and I'm saying football perspective. Get away from the glamour positions of running back, receiver, quarterback. Get out of those. Get out of those. Get out of that mindset. Offensive rookie of the year. You can either go with Saquon, which feeds into the perception of running back quarterback. But let's give a man Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame uh, that plays with the Colts. Andrew Luck hasn't had any. And I'm talking about he hasn't had any injury this year. He stayed upright for all 16 and got this team in line for you know a playoff run. You don't know nothing about Marlon Mack, the running back from the Colts. He's looking good. You know, there was a lot of talk about Le'Veon Bell going to the Colts. He shut that down. Baker Mayfield does a lot of antics. You know, not taking anything away from his talent, but he does a lot of antics to um, get the notoriety. And then on top of that, you're in Cleveland. You know, I think, I don't know if you would have the same success if you went somewhere else. Um, just not a big fan of a lot of Oklahoma quarterbacks. Just my own personal opinion. You know, I take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And when you have to rely on antics and being and mouth off, it, it doesn't lead to a good future. But Baker Mayfield is, is box office. So those are my picks. MVP, Mac, Office Player of the Year. Uh, McCombs, defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Uh, rookie of the year, offensive side, Saquon. I, I, you need to go Saquon or Quinn Nelson. Defensive player, rookie of the year, which is interesting because you got Bandit Esch in Dallas. You got Roquan Smith here in Chicago. Uh, you got Darius Leonard for the Colts. Um, I'm going to throw a name out there to you. And I said this on one of the uh, Bring Your A-Game draft special when he got drafted. Derwin James from uh, San Diego, the safety. I called him the second coming of Steve Atwater. And he is slipping up to the building right now. Uh, so that's who my rookie defensive player of the year is. Uh, they got another award, the executive of the year. You could easily go to uh, Ryan Pace from the Bears. Uh, we're going to take a step back and just, you know, look at it from that part. I'm going to transition off of the NFL, go right to the NBA, and I've always been burnt up, grinds my gears, pisses me off, however you want to sit here and say it. You know, the LeBron James Kool-Aid and the Laker Kool-Aid. I tell people LeBron does this almost every year, and you have to look at what the team does, and you're right, my man, uh, just, Tim Young just, you know, came in and was like 7-7. Seven seven. Uh, yeah, he, he, he just gave me props on Derwin James, but he also said Cleveland was the worst team, which they were. He had him in the playoff hunt. 
but I just it's something I'm it, it's a lot of dysfunction there maybe I, I need to see it for next year maybe Baker Mayfield follows the same line of say a Mitch Trubisky just just a better passer version of him you know but maybe he's along those lines uh for the football part I was you know transitioning to basketball but when we're talking about LeBron LeBron does this every year he takes the all season he gets himself he's in peak shape you know he's in peak shape can't take that away from the man I don't think he convenes with his um, teammates until the training camp and even with the training camp you try to get used to playing with certain guys you know you get you an initial list of guys you want to play with and you roll that way you play a couple games people's like oh man what's the Lakers team losing when you got LeBron this, that, and people you know it's good for media somewhere between Thanksgiving All-Star, and, and, and New Year's LeBron starts to take a couple games off and let some of the other guys play it's always some kind of news headlines that go along with that. And there's always that one player that he just don't work. He's Not that he's a bad player. He just doesn't work out with the team. You know, uh, Miami, it was Chris Bosh. It was concerns about Dwayne Wade's health. And then you move it on down, go to Cleveland. Uh Kevin Love is not playing like Kevin Love. He's not giving you. He's a bum. You know, we hear these all the time. It's questions if he fits in. LeBron goes to L.A. The name is um, Brandon Ingram. Oh, he's not fitting in. I guess he's not really getting it. He, he has the potential to be the next star of LeBron, but he's just not getting it. Everybody else is jumping on board, but he's not. So... I was thinking, let's take a, 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 a trip down memory lane. Let's look at the beginning of the season. LeBron comes to the Lakers. We're not going to talk about Luke Walton. He's not the coach. LeBron is. We're gonna, we're gonna, we got to call a spade a spade. LeBron runs the team with, at, with Magic Johnson's blessing. Okay? We got to call a spade a spade. They go. They try it out. They like they going to turn a corner, but it just doesn't click. Forget the fact that you're in the West. It just doesn't click quite yet. So you're not you're trying to tweak the roster to see who's this and that. You got injuries you gotta work with. Now enters I need another superstar. Just recently came out a couple days ago. Oh, I've always recruited. I've always recruited since 07 when I was in Cleveland. So for the record, my opinion, when you're when you're a Mount Rushmore player. You don't scream, I need to play with another superstar. You go out there and you get the job done. You go out there and get the job done. You do not sit here and have the right to say, I need to play with another star. I need to play with another star. There's a lot of other players, great players, Hall of Fame players that would never say that. And I would give LeBron this, stat stuffing and the numbers, yeah, he's going to be right there in the picture. You know, he's going to be. He's going to be right there among the greats. Peyton, the, the, the Peyton men in the basketball. You know, I'm going to give him that. Rule changes. So, but football is football. Basketball, basketball. You go out there. You you play your game. Can't take that away from him because the rules are the rules at this point. 
and the numbers are the numbers. So he's going to be there strictly because of that. He's probably going to finish career in the top 10 points, assists, rebounds all time, you know, in the top 10, maybe top five, you know, if that's the case. But to get off him, he says that in the interview. They come off other news reports. He needs to play. They're, they're trying to package up Brandon Ingram to bring in a second start to L.A. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. That's in your DNA, LeBron. you got to play with another, super, another established superstar in your DNA. Plays against AD. Plays against AD. They beat AD, uh, Anthony Davis. Later on, it's rumored that they're out on the town having dinner together. Game or two later, mysteriously, LeBron heard a pop in his groin area for an injury. He's going to be out for a significant time. People, let me say something. Game recognizes game. LeBron is not hurt. He's not going to walk around with no limp. He's going to probably be at home sipping wine or something like that, working out in his basement. This is a move to say, you know what? Let's get some of these young pieces out here on the basketball court so they can, so we can see if they can play or not and be a part of this team because look at the time of year. December going into January. LeBron James doesn't have great January numbers. But guess what always comes around in February? All-star trade deadline. You get a lot of these young players out on the court to play and they're somewhat productive. You're going to get some full team out of the other 31 30, 31 teams to pull the trigger to make a dumbass trade to unload the cap space that the Lakers want to get rid of and bring in another star. Okay? This is game one-on-one. LeBron's going to always want to play high minutes. Okay? This is one part of it. He does this every year. He's going to sit out a couple games. He's going to get. He's going to try to recharge his battery mid-season and he's going to try to weed out some players or get these players to play more minutes to see how good they really are to up their trade value so you can get the most back for some dumb for for some dumb GM to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. It's what he does every year, you know. Did it in Cleveland, you know, with Cal Corver from Atlanta. Still will never understand that. And. You only gave up draft picks in an NBA that's real hard on the salary cap. It, it baffles me. So this is what's going to happen. Now, that, it, you got that scenario. Now, here's the flip side to it. If his injury is legit, here's my next question. Because just like Kobe, came out of high school, always played high NBA minutes on a high level and is great doing it for LeBron. But now you can start comparing him to Kobe. Kobe got around his age. You no, know, he, he, he he never wanted to see playing less minutes because he always wanted to be out there. But guess what powered up? A lot of these little nagging injuries that ultimately shrunk in his production and his career ended ultimately by tearing his Achilles and that was like a sad way to see Kobe go but you had the Kobe farewell tour and even on the farewell tour he didn't log as many minutes as you're used to seeing Kobe Bryant play 
I kind of sense that happening with LeBron at this point. Like, if it's legit, if his injury is legit, what's going to be next? Because that's a lot of NBA miles on that body. And when you think about it, let's go back to Kobe Bryant for a second in comparison. When Kobe played with Shaq and even post-Shaq, there, there were a lot of games. There was a lot of minutes. There was a lot of playoff series, playoff minutes as well that you played in. That that's wear and tear. That's adding high miles on your car. At some point, little stuff starts going wrong. Going wrong. Hose lines, replace brake fluid. You know, a lot of little things. Next thing you know, something minor falls out. Uh, AC line drops or something dealing with the radiator that leads to something major. So it's always a two-way street of looking at these things. And I hope it's nothing serious because, like I said before, LeBron's a great player. He's personally not a top 10 all time. Nevertheless, he's a great player. Wish him nothing but the best. And looking forward to him wrapping up this Hall of Fame career. All right. Last topic of the day. Um... I bring up my man Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him coming out the draft to be quarterback in NFL draft, or to go on and play continue a uh, career in base in baseball. Only two other players I know that have done that. Probably two of the best athletes I've ever seen. Um, Bo Jackson and. Deion Sanders. These guys, you know, excelled at both sports at, a, at an extremely high level. Did their thing, did what they had to do. And, you know, eventually they had to make a choice, but injuries actually, injuries and lack of rest injury, you know, ultimately took them out. And that's why you have people saying, how much do you love this sport? I looked at the man play baseball. He actually has a contract with the Oakland A, uh, the uh, Oakland Athletics. I'm sorry, for like six million dollars. So he is in college, but he has a minor league contract. Um, the top prospect resides in Oregon, from what I'm looking at right now, and he went, he decided to go back to school because I'm assuming nobody wants to go to the Giants, nobody wants to go to the Jaguars. Uh, a couple different teams uh, that's in need of a quarterback that he just doesn't want to play for. He wanted to man up and, and eventually subdue to that that you're not going to have a choice when that comes about. But that's going to up his draft stock. I'm looking at the young man play. Uh, what I love about him, imagine Drew, B- Drew Brees with Michael Vick wheels. That, that's who this young man is reminding me of. He is electric. He, I thought Lamar Jackson was another Michael Vick. This guy is the real Michael Vick. If you turn on the tape, this guy just makes plays. Um, the guy just makes plays. Uh, to me, I know he's going to be a first rounder. He's in incredible shape. I hope he make. I hope they give him a legitimate shot and 
football. Uh, lately, you had a lot of offensive coordinators that's coming from the college game, and the NFL has kind of adopted these this up-tempo, fast-paced college game now, and that's why you have a lot of quarterbacks coming from the college level with the success that they're having at a at a very efficient, elite uh, rate. You know, so the days of the classic pocket pass or rollout pass are almost gone. If you not if you don't have a little bit of athleticism to go around, go along with these up-tempo offenses, it might not last too long because it is based on speed. Uh, like I said, I looked at the Kyler Murray. He is clearly the best player in the, in this uh, bowl season right now to keep an eye on. I think he's faster than Deshaun Watson. I, I know he's definitely more uh, electric. Uh, Lamar Jackson last year at Louisville was is probably a better passer even though he's not given the green light to pass this year uh but the guy's just electric and he gets the job done i'm looking at him like i said he has a little bit of drew Brees in him but he but it's like drew Brees with michael vick's legs you know that's that's who this guy reminds me of and if he goes to the right team you know i i can only imagine say if he goes to the patriots this guy can be elite monstrous you know and I'm wishing that guy nothing but the best I'm looking forward to him playing at the next level whether it's baseball or football that's going to conclude the show for today in the trenches Uh, like I said one of my rants I'm going to always throw out there is that they they need to give my bears they respect at this point um it really does pisses me off where I see teams like the Cowboys and the Cleveland and Jacksonville and the Eagles, you know, and even Pittsburgh get the notoriety and the constant headlines. But you have a team over here that's just taking care of business. And when you talk about, hey, do you have a legitimate, does this team have a legitimate chance of making it to the Super Bowl? By the way, much respect, Lewis Reddick, uh, Damian Woody, ESPN. Uh, it's a couple more team. It's a couple more players out there. It's a couple more. It's a couple more reporters out there that finally they they it's like they finally turn on the tape. They see football for what it is, you know. But there's a majority of people at ESPN. That's just. Stephen A. Smith, one of them, uh, Teddy Bruschi, and 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 anybody else you name over the on that way. It's like they do not turn on the tape and really look at this team and how they're playing. And if they did, they would they'd be like, well, Mitch Trubisky, you know, it's going to live and die with him. Yeah, like every other quarterback, as Mitch can't go out there and turn the ball over. That's a given. Let's be fair about it. Can't no quarterback go out there and turn the ball over and expect to win at that high rate. So let's get that first and foremost. But when you got a defense that can cause turnovers like Chicago does, that shouldn't even be a, a question because they can't no quarterback. Now, I don't care if your name is Drew Brees or Tom Brady. You're not going to be able to get it done. So to sit here and put everything on Mitch, 
is 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 blast is blasphemy at, at best. But it's a couple guys, pronosticators, that look at this team for being who they are, and it's like they're not being rewarded accordingly. This is a fun. This team is having fun. If you don't, if you don't get man, look, go on YouTube, type in Club Dub. These guys are having fun, you know, and that goes a long way, you know. It's like the team that has the most fun and they're consistent with it ends up being the team that goes the furthest in the playoff situation because they're having fun and they're it's more of a family-based team-oriented brotherhood at that point and nothing that's an unshakable bond no matter you want to roll or at home or no matter how bright the lights get nothing's going to shake that bond and like I, I told people on my other sports guy, uh, sports show I'm picking the Bears to go to the Super Bowl. I would love for them to win the Super Bowl and open up Club Dub at that point, you know, with the champagne and everything. I would love to see that, you know. I would pay money to see that. But playoffs is, on, on, you know, in route. We're going to see who's dealing with what, who actually produces. Uh, we're going to see how these things shake out. Like I said, I'm going for the Bears all the way. I, was, I probably was one of the last one. I picked them to win 11 games. Everything else and make it to the playoffs. Everything else from this point forward is a bonus in my eyes. But I'm all the way in now because I did go that far. And uh, like I said, that's my show for today. Uh, you can catch us uh, at some point, maybe next week. Uh, matter of fact, next Monday. Uh, I'm going to be on the on the bring you a uh, black hippie radio entertainment network with probably a combo between bring your a game and live and direct shows you can catch me again here probably at the beginning of the new year on in the trenches i'm probably gonna have some more stuff lined up probably midweek um like i said it's not gonna be all sports it's gonna be a multitude of uh topics uh i'm gonna keep you updated with both the shows any input, ideas, or anything you would like to add, feel free to comment in the comment box or email me accordingly uh, off the page website here. Uh, with that said, I would like for you guys to have a happy holiday season. Uh, happy New Year's if I don't get a chance to say it to you or I do another show before the New Year. Happy New Year's. Hope everybody's doing well. In a minute. trenches with LeVar Hamlin uh, got a lot to say today on, on another show uh, coming to you um, beginning the new year I'm going to probably start kicking out more regular shows uh, once a week uh, just to see where we go um, throw a couple theories out there my opinions what I see and so on um, with that said you know like I said this is in the trenches you know NFL playoffs um by being a combination of sports and worldly views, 
what we're going to do today is uh, I'm going to keep it within the realm of sports right now. About uh, me being from Chicago, we kind of high on our bears right now. Um, before I go any further with that, I'm doing a, a combo show right now, whereas I'm going live on Facebook along with the um, audio uh, version app on. Um, I get the information to y'all, tag it, but it's audio, where it's an independent uh, podcast scene, whereas you're going to see a lot more of us doing independent projects. Yeah, um, I got people tuning in on the sports side uh, on Facebook. They're commenting already. I'm trying to hold back, you know, anything you want to add in. Like I said, the show is going to be more about, it's going to be some sports, it's going to be some world views, it's going to be some relationships, it's going to be money, it's going to be exercise, um, Anything that your mind comes to um, that we're going to spin off to at some point. But for right now, uh, it's going to be a sports day today uh, to try to cap off the new year. Once the new year comes, I'm going to probably roll out some more um, independent projects, like a show a week, you know, just to let you guys know I'm around. Uh, do a combo show with Bring Your A-Game Sports Talk and the Live Direct uh, with them as well. Um, what we're going to do talk about right now is it's going to be pretty much about the Bears you know sports talk right now uh, Bears look good as we speak you know um, I was att- I was lucky to attend three games this year and loved, every- loved all of them you know uh, it's an unbelievable experience if you've never been to a game and if you've never been to a game Get you some tickets and go to one. You know, it's a whole other experience. And it's true what they say. Nothing brings people together than sports. You know, um, for future shows, um, we're going to probably have some guests. I'm going to read some comments off the Facebook Live stuff here as we go to from time to time. Um, but went to the Bears game, and I see a very good team, man. You know, um, this team is going to go as Mitch goes, to be honest with you. Uh, the defense has carried us all year. Um, I do have my reservations. I do have my complaints about uh, the the pump, the, the recognition that this team is getting so far because all season long I've had my ear down to every outlet, ESPN, uh, Fox Sports uh, Sports One, Fox Sports Net, Yahoo, uh, USA Today, everything, and this Bears team is is just not getting the respect that they've clearly earned. You know, uh, had a couple questions here. Got a couple viewers. Don't know who's uh, actually looking into it, but I got a couple different questions about the Bears too. Like, who do you think? is mostly responsible for getting this team turned around to this point right now. Um, that's a very legitimate question, and I have a couple names. You know, some people say Matt Nagy. Some people will say Big Fangio. Some people even say Trubisky. You got others that say Khalil Matt. And I'm going to throw a fifth name out there that nobody's really talking about, and it's Ryan Pace, the GM. Um... He pulled the trigger, 
You know, he did his homework. Uh, the only big name he really went and got was Kelly Mack via trade. And that was probably the biggest risk. You know, gave up two first rounders and uh, maneuvered some things around to get, you know, the Mac man to Chicago. Thank you, L.A. or Oakland or Las Vegas, whoever you want to call them. Thank you very much. We'll see your fruit basket uh, this past Christmas, you know. But that's the biggest move he's made. But when you go back and look at the free agency part, he did spend a whole lot of money. You know, Trey Burton, uh, that was big for the Eagles last year. He went and got Allen Robinson coming off an ACL injury. He came back and got... Um, uh, Gabriel, you know, another little speed guy to make this offense go. Uh, he did his uh, homework on um, getting the right coach, man, Nagy here, who's literally up for um, um, coach of the year at this point, which I'm going to speak about later on in the pro- in the, uh, the show here. But he's done a lot of great things. And I think that the one that ultimately capped it off was making that trade for Khalil Mack to really put this team into the position that they're in right now. And if we're going to be honest, you know, we can even go back to last year. We found up at the pick of Mitch Trubisky. Uh, the debate is still out if we're going to ask about if you got the quarter right, the quarterback position right, because you get Deshaun Watson and, and uh, Patrick McCombs in that same draft and all three of those quarterbacks are heading to the playoffs this year in their second year. So my thing is on the quarterback position and scouting that it's still up for debate, but I like the way where this team is headed. Um, We're looking at a whole, we're looking at a, 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 a culture change here in Chicago where they're, finally adapting to the times and playing football the way that everybody else is playing, becoming innovative, you know, uh, being strategic, being well coached in the per, in, in the process. And to have all this come into play with a first-year head coach speaks volumes. Um, my, my personal opinion, this team reminds me a lot of that early – Philadelphia Eagle uh, team when they first uh, drafted Donovan McNabb. McNabb wasn't the best passer, but he got the job done. You know, Trubisky still has a lot of work to do, but he gets the job done. You know, like his presence can be felt if he doesn't, uh, if he misses a game. Um, And then you got a bunch of uh, role players or utility players in between that will literally get the job done, but it all starts with the quarterback position and defensively, veteran DC, um, that's well respected around the league. You have uh, a very stout top five defense, in our case, probably the top defense that is not getting the respect. You know, this team is not getting the respect, but the defense is really not getting the respect that they deserve because since 2000, um, Ravens that won the Super Bowl led by Ray Lewis. No other team has recorded 45 sacks and 25 interceptions in the same year since that team. And that's an all-time great defensive team. Super Bowl 
defensive-led team that nobody talks about. The Spurs has the Spurs team has matched that, but they're not getting the, they're not getting the the respect or the recognition because of that, and it, it baffles me. You know, whereas this is a quarterback-driven league, but the defense is still showing you that they're alive and well. You know, um, the teams going to the playoffs that's led by defense is not far-fetched. Uh, you got Dallas, you know, they got a great front seven. You got Chicago, you got Baltimore. You know, a lot of people are sleeping on San Diego's defense. Um, if this other team squeaks in, you got um, the Indianapolis Colts, very strong defensively. Um, you can even put up there the Vikings to a certain degree if they get in, you know. Uh, another team that, if they get in, can also make some noise and be led defensively. It's probably the Eagles. You know, you have some very good teams still alive and well in this playoff race, and this is probably one of the one years that whoever gets in has a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl, and that's not blowing smoke. That's not getting lost in the glam, the glamour of things. And if you go back, let's go back as recent as last year. It's good to have a top-tier quarterback, but it doesn't guarantee you a Super Bowl. We could take last year's um, Eagles. We all wrote off um, Nick Foles. He led that team to the Super Bowl and got MVP. You know? Um, And let's go to the game before that. It was Minnesota and the Eagles. So if the Eagles didn't make it with Nick Foles at quarterback, you would have had Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings playing for the Super Bowl, which Case Keenum is not in the in he's probably probably one of the bottom feeders in terms of uh quarterbacking, quarterback quarterback play and production. So literally anybody who gets in from the NFC has a shot going to the Super Bowl. And you can throw the AFC in there, but that's going to be more like a track meet, all offense. We, we can score more than you type of um, mentality. It kind of gives you that, 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 that late 80s, early 90s feel with the playoffs in the AFC side. You, you can quickly identify three or four teams that can get in and go to the Super Bowl, but not all six. Um. Like I said, I'm kind of transition from the Bears to the playoff picture. Um, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting playoffs. You're going to see a lot of big names. And keep this in mind, um, our boy, our man, return to the Mac. If you notice, the man steps up every time. When the lights are at its brightest, AT, his, uh, when the lights are at its brightest, this man steps up and has big games. And when you get in the playoffs and you play these big games, I'm thinking he, he his play gets better and better and better. So I'm really excited about these playoffs. I'm going to transition over here to the NFL awards because there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of opinions. Um, you got about six awards that can be given away. League MVP. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie Player of the Year, 
Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and I'm sorry, that's six already, but the seventh one is Comeback Player of the Year. And somebody is going to get robbed for for the case of popularity or what's hot right now instead of just plain common sense. Um, Everybody's going to say McCombs because of his ability to be box office and arm talent. And you can't take that away from the man. What Drew Brees is doing right now is just unbelievable. Uh, But just like with those two guys who are your leading MVP vote getters right now, they're kind of fizzling down, you know. They're kind of fizzle. They're kind of fizzle down right now. Maybe a little bit of arm fatigue kicking in. After that, you got Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, who I would definitely put him up there in the conversation MVP. But what shocks me is you got Ty Gurley, Tyreek Hill, um, even DeAndre Hopkins from Houston is getting MVP love at this point. All offensive players. Nobody's speaking on Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald. And it saddens me to say this, but the lead, you know, the MVP award is nothing more but the NFL version of the Heisman Trophy. If you have the box office numbers to put up in terms of from the quarterback position or the running back position, you're going to have a very good chance of winning MVP because that's the highlighted position that they want their MVPs to come back from. So my vote for MVP this year, just using strictly common sense and not going with what the trend is right now, it's got to be Khalil Mack. Came over to the Bears. This is the same Bears team that was 5-11 last year. Uh, Still got the game coming up Sunday. And I don't know no other player that is responsible for at least six wins by himself. When you look at when you look at the win losses column right now, along with the production, what he brings to the team, and not only that, who else he's made other people look better. Hakeem Hicks played like this the last two seasons. Got in a contract extension from Chicago. Didn't get voted to a Pro Bowl or anything because of the team's success. Enters Khalil Mack. Hicks hasn't changed as a as a player. He's continued to give you these numbers in the production, but they look a lot better because you have another you have you've brought in an alpha male. You've brought in the ultimate predator, apex predator to play alongside with him. That's going to allow him the freedom to make these plays and look better because you got some help, and I understand that completely. You know, and congratulations to the guy. Uh, Hakeem Hicks to get voted to his first Pro Bowl, but you know, I'm not surprised that he was going to get there because he's been playing like that for the past three seasons. So, but for MVP, not only does the guy make everybody's better, he's a leader who doesn't have the big head. He blends in with everybody else. He's made, he's changed the culture just by being who he is. And 
based on last year's production to this year. With the same team, this man is single-handedly responsible for six wins. Now, you could also enter Coach Nagy, which I'm going to bring up as my coach of the year as well. How much credit does he get? Because he did take over for a 5-11 and team. But let's face it, this is a defensive-led team. Like I said, uh, Khalil Mack leads sack fumbles, you know. So not only is he second quarterback, but he's causing fumbles, which in turns adds to your turnover number uh, ratio. You look at the interceptions this team is uh, piling up over 25. This team is turning the ball over. Cal Fuller was on the brink of NFL extinction. Khalil Mack in this in this and my manager Tim Young is just tuned in to Facebook. What's up, Tim? Um, this aspect of Cal Fuller being an all pro along with Eddie Jackson, he's made those guys look better. Khalil Mack has been responsible for plus six in the win column for this team. Okay, he's in line and probably has defensive player of the year locked up. It's kind of hard to say because you still got Aaron Donald who's not getting MVP love either. And he's like 17 sacks on the season. So it's, it's we the league has to get to a point where it's, MVP is an MVP. Nobody else on the list is responsible for plus six wins for your team. So that's it. I vote for MVP is Khalil Mack. If you want to put my feet to the fire about defensive player of the year, I could argue Khalil Mack. But like the NBA, I'm gonna put I'm gonna pull a, a thing from their page. I give I give that to Aaron Donald. You know he's proved it before. This team has the same success, but he's leading the league in sacks from his position. So from that aspect, I would concede that because Khalil Mack has changed and become valuable to his team. Whereas, you can go up and down that Rams team. Golf was an MVP candidate. Ty Gurley, MVP candidate. Uh, Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year or MVP candidate. You know, you can go up and down, but like I said, my vote, MVP, Khalil Mack, Offensive Player of the Year, I say Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's in line to throw over 50 touchdowns this season. Defensive player of the year. Uh, you can go either Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. You can't go wrong with either one. Coach of the year, Matt Nagy. Uh, comeback player of the year. People are going to probably disagree with me on this one. You got to give it to the man, Andrew Luck. You know, had soldier, shoulder surgery. Uh you can either go Andrew Luck or you can go Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson tore his ACL, came back. He's got the Texans in the playoff hunt. Uh, also, you can say the same thing about Luck. He's got he's got these Colts in the playoff hunt, so they they can kind of rival that that saying right now. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. It's gonna be kind of tough. Uh, you ask me some people a lot of people like Baker Mayfield not a big fan some people are rival Sam Donald from the Jets I just don't believe in him yet um, 
two names that you had to sit here and think about from a football perspective. Get, and I'm saying football perspective. Get away from the glamour positions of running back, receiver, quarterback. Get out of those. Get out of those. Get out of that mindset. Offensive rookie of the year. You can either go with Saquon, which feeds into the perception of running back, quarterback. But let's give a man Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame uh, that plays with the Colts. Andrew Luck hasn't had any, and I'm talking about he hasn't had any injury this year. He stayed upright for all 16 and got this team in line for, you know, a playoff run. You don't know nothing about Marlon Mack, the running back from the Colts. He's looking good. You know, there was a lot of talk about Le'Veon Bell going to the Colts. He shut that down. Baker Mayfield does a lot of antics. You know, not taking anything away from his talent, but he does a lot of antics to um, get the notoriety. And then on top of that, you're in Cleveland. You know, I think, I don't know if you would have the same success if you went somewhere else. Um, Just not a big fan of a lot of Oklahoma quarterbacks. Just my own personal opinion. You know, I take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And when you have to rely on antics and being and mouth off, it, it doesn't lead to a good future. But Baker Mayfield is, is box office. So those are my picks. MVP, Mac, Offensive Player of the Year, uh, McCombs, Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. Uh, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Side, Saquon. I, I, you need to go Saquon or Quentin Nelson. Defensive play rookie of the year, which is interesting because you got Bandit Esch in Dallas. You got Roquan Smith here in Chicago. Uh, you got Darius Leonard for the Colts. Um, I'm going to throw a name out there to you. And I said this on one of the uh, Bring Your A Game draft special when he got drafted. Derwin James from uh, San Diego, the safety. I called him the second coming of Steve Atwater. And he is living up to the building right now. Uh, so. That's who my rookie defensive player of the year is. Uh, they got another award, the executive of the year. You can easily go to uh, Ryan Pace from the Bears. Uh, we're going to take a step back and just, you know, look at it from that part. I'm going to transition off of the NFL, go right to the NBA. And I've always been burnt up, grinds my gears, pisses me off, however you want to sit here and say it. You know, the LeBron James Kool-Aid and Laker Kool-Aid. I tell people LeBron does this almost every year. And you have to look at what the team does. And you're right, my man, uh, Tim Young, just, you know, came in and was like 7-7. Yeah, he, he just gave me props on Derwin James. But he also said Cleveland was the worst team, which they were. He had him in the playoff hunt. But I just, it's something, I'm, it, it's a lot of dysfunction there. Maybe I, I need to see it for next year. Maybe Baker Mayfield follows the same line of, say, a Mitch Trubisky. Just, just a better passer version of him, you know. But maybe he's along those lines. Uh, for the football part, I was, you know, transitioning to basketball. But when we're talking about LeBron, LeBron does this every year. He takes all season. He gets himself. He's in peak shape. You know, he's in peak shape. Can't take that away from the man. 
I don't think he convenes with his um, teammates until the training camp. And even with the training camp, you try to get used to playing with certain guys. You know, you get you an initial list of guys you want to play with, and you roll that way. You play a couple games, people's like, oh, man, what's the Lakers team losing when you got LeBron, this, that, and And people, you know, it's good for media. Somewhere between Thanksgiving and New Year's, LeBron starts to take a couple games off. Let some of the other guys play. It's always some kind of news headlines that go along with that. And it's always that one player that he just don't work. He's Not that he's a bad player. He just doesn't work out with the team. You know, uh, Miami, it was Chris Bosh. It was concerns about Dwayne Wade's health. And then you move it on down, go to Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Love is not playing like Kevin Love. He's not giving you, he's a bum. You know, we hear these all the time. It's questions if he fits in. LeBron goes to LA. The name is um, Brandon Eagle. Oh, he's not fitting in. I guess he's not really getting it. He, he has the potential to be the next star of LeBron, but he's just not getting it. Everybody else is jumping on board, but he's not. So, I was thinking, let's take a, a, a trip down memory lane. Let's look at the beginning of the season. LeBron comes to the Lakers. We're not going to talk about Luke Walton. He's not the coach. LeBron is. We're gonna, we're gonna, we got to call a spade a spade. LeBron runs the team with, with Magic Johnson's blessing, okay? We got to call a spade a spade. They go. They try it out. They like they're going to turn the corner, but it just doesn't click. Forget the fact that you're in the West. It just doesn't click quite yet. So, you're not you're trying to tweak the roster to see who's this and that. You got injuries you got to work with. Now enters, I need another superstar. Just recently came out a couple days ago. Oh, I've always recruited. I've always recruited since 07 when I was in Cleveland. So, for the record, my opinion, when when you're a Mount Rushmore player, you don't scream, I need to play with another superstar. You go out there, you get the job done. You go out there and get the job done. You do not sit here and have the right to say, I need to play with another star. I need to play with another star. There's a lot of other players, great players, Hall of Fame players that would never say that. And I would give LeBron this, stat stuffing and the numbers, yeah, he's going to be right there in the picture. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be right there among the greats. Pay, the, the, the Peyton men in the basketball, you know, I'm going to give him that. Rule changes, so but football is football, basketball, basketball. You go out there, you you play your game. Can't take that away from him because the rules are the rules at this point. And the numbers are the numbers. So he's going to be there strictly because of that. He's probably going to finish career in the top 10 points, assists, rebounds all time. You know, in the top 10, maybe top 5, you know, if that's the case. But to get off him, he says that in the interview. They come off other news reports. He needs to play. They're, they're trying to package up Brandon Ingram to bring in a second start to L.A. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. That's in your DNA, LeBron. you got to play with another, super, another established superstar in your DNA. Plays against A.D. 
plays against AD. They beat AD, uh, Anthony Davis. Later on, it's rumored that they're out on the town having dinner together. Game or two later, mysteriously, LeBron heard a pop in his groin area for an injury. He's going to be out for a significant time. People, let me say something. Game recognizes game. LeBron is not hurt. He's not going to walk around with no limp. He's going to probably be at home sipping wine or something like that, working out in his basement. This is a move to say, you know what? Let's get some of these young pieces out here on the basketball court so they can, so we can see if they can play or not and be a part of this team because look at the time of year. December going into January. LeBron James doesn't have great January numbers. But guess what always comes around in February? All-star trade deadline. You get a lot of these young players out on the court to play and they're somewhat productive. You're going to get some full team out of the other 31, 30, 31 teams to pull the trigger to make a dumbass trade. To unload the cap space that the Lakers want to get rid of and bring in another star. Okay. This is game one-on-one. LeBron's going to always want to play high minutes, okay? This is one part of it. He does this every year. He's going to sit out a couple games. He's going to get. He's going to try to recharge his battery mid-season, and he's going to try to weed out some players or get these players to play more minutes to see how good they really are to up their trade value so you can get the most back for some dump for for some dumb GM to fall for the banana in the tailpipe it's what he does every year you know did it in Cleveland you know with Kyle Corver from Atlanta still would never understand that and you only gave up draft picks in an NBA that's real hard on the salary cap it, it baffles me so this is what's going to happen now that, it, you got that scenario now Here's the flip side to it. If his injury is legit, here's my next question. Because just like Kobe, came out of high school, always played high NBA minutes on a high level and is great doing it for LeBron. But now you can start comparing him to Kobe. Kobe got around this age. You know, he, 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 he never wanted to see playing less minutes because he always wanted to be out there. But guess what powered up? A lot of these little nagging injuries that ultimately shrunk in his production and his career ended ultimately by tearing his Achilles. And that was like a sad way to see Kobe go. But he had the Kobe farewell tour. And even on the farewell tour, he didn't log as many minutes as you're used to seeing Kobe Bryant play. I kind of sense that happening with LeBron at this point. Like if it's legit, if his injury is legit, what's going to be next? Because that's a lot of NBA miles on that body. And when you think about it, let's go back to Kobe Bryant for a second in comparison. When Kobe played with Shaq and even post Shaq, there, there were a lot of games. There was a lot of minutes. There was a lot of playoff series, playoff minutes as well that you played in. That. That's wear and tear. That's adding high miles on your car. At some point, little stuff starts going wrong. Going wrong. Holes lines. 
replace brake fluid. You know, a lot of little things. Next thing you know, something minor falls out. Uh, AC line drops or something dealing with the radiator that leads to something major. So it's always a two-way street of looking at these things. And I hope it's nothing serious because like I said before, LeBron's a great player. He's personally not my top 10 all time. Nevertheless, he's a great player. Wish him nothing but the best. And looking forward to him wrapping up this Hall of Fame career. All right. Last topic of the day. Um, I bring up my man, Kyler Murray. Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him coming out the draft to be quarterback in the NFL draft or to go on and play continue a uh, career in, base, in baseball. Only two other players I know that have done that. Probably two of the best athletes I've ever seen. Um, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. These guys, you know, excelled at both sports at, a, at an extremely high level. Did their thing. Did what they had to do. And, you know, eventually they had to make a choice, but injuries actually, injuries and lack of rest injury, you know, ultimately took them out. And that's why you have people saying, how much do you love this sport? I looked at the man play baseball. He actually has a contract with the Oakland A, uh, the uh, Oakland Athletics, I'm sorry, for like $6 million. So he is in college, but he has a minor league contract. Um... The top prospect resides in Oregon from what I'm looking at right now. And he went, he decided to go back to school because I'm assuming nobody wants to go to the Giants. Nobody wants to go to the Jaguars. A uh, couple different teams uh, that's in need of a quarterback that he just doesn't want to play for. He wanted to man up and, and eventually subdue to that that you're not going to have a choice when that comes about but that's going to up his draft stock I'm looking at the young man play uh, what I love about him imagine Drew, B Drew Brees with Michael Vick wheels that, that's who this young man is reminding me of he is electric he I thought Lamar Jackson was another Michael Vick. This guy is the real Michael Vick. If you turn on the tape, this guy just makes plays. Um, the guy just makes plays. Uh, to me, I know he's going to be a first rounder. He's in incredible shape. I hope he make. I hope they give him a legitimate shot in football. Uh, Lately, you had a lot of offensive coordinators that's coming from the college game, and the NFL is kind of adopting these this up-tempo, fast-paced college game now, and that's why you have a lot of quarterbacks coming from the college level with the success that they're having at a at a very efficient, elite uh, rate. You know, so the days of the classic pocket passer and rollout passer are almost gone. If you not if you don't have a little bit of athleticism to go around go along with these up tempo offenses, it might not last too long because it is based on speed. Uh, 
like I said, I looked at the Kyler Murray. He is clearly the best player in, the, in this uh, bowl season right now to keep an eye on. I think he's faster than Deshaun Watson. And he's definitely more uh, electric. Uh, Lamar Jackson last year at Louisville was is probably a better passer, even though he's not given the green light to pass this year. Uh, but the guy's just electric. He gets the job done. I'm, I'm looking at him, like I said, he has a little bit of Drew Brees in him. But he, but it's like Drew Brees with Michael Vick's legs. You know, that's that's who this guy reminds me of. And if he goes to the right team, you know, I, I can only imagine, say, if he goes to the Patriots, this guy can be elite, monstrous, you know. And I'm wishing that guy nothing but the best. I'm looking forward to him playing at the next level, whether it's baseball or football. That's going to conclude the show for today in the trenches. Uh, like I said, one of my rants I'm going to always throw out there is that they, they need to give my Bears they respect at this point. Uh, it really does piss me off where I see teams like the Cowboys and in Cleveland and Jacksonville and the Eagles, you know, and even Pittsburgh get the notoriety and the constant headlines but you have a team over here that's just taking care of business and when you talk about hey do you have a legitimate does this team have a legitimate chance of making to the Super Bowl by the way much respect Lewis Reddick uh, Damian Woody from ESPN uh, it's a couple more team, it's a couple more players out there there's a couple more, there's a couple more reporters out there that finally they, they it's like they finally turn on the tape. They see football for what it is, you know. But there's a majority of people at ESPN. That's just Stephen A. Smith, one of them, uh, Teddy Bruschi, and 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 anybody else you name over the on that way. It's like they do not turn on the tape and really look at this team and how they're playing. And if they did, they would, they'd be like, well, Mr. Trubisky, you know, it's going to live and die with him. Yeah, like every other quarterback. As Mitch can't go out there and turn the ball over. That's a given. Let's be fair about it. Can't no quarterback go out there and turn the ball over and expect to win at that high rate. So let's get that first and foremost. But when you got a defense that can cause turnovers like Chicago does, that shouldn't even be a, a question because they can't no quarterback. Now, I don't care if your name is Drew Brees or Tom Brady. You're not going to be able to get it done. So to sit here and put everything on Mitch is 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 blast is blasphemy at, at best. But it's a couple guys, pronosticators, that look at this team for being who they are, and it's like they're not being rewarded accordingly this is a fun this team is having fun if you don't if you don't get man look go on youtube type in club dub these guys are having fun you know and that goes a long way you know it's like the team that has the most fun and they're consistent with it ends up being the team that goes the furthest in the playoff situation because 
they're having fun and they're it's more of a family based team oriented brotherhood at that point and nothing that's an unshakable bond no matter you want roll or at home or no matter how bright the lights get nothing's going to shake that bond and like I, I told people on my other sports uh, sports show I'm picking the Bears to go to the Super Bowl I would love for them to win the Super Bowl and open up Club Dub at that point you know with the champagne and everything I would love to see that you know I would pay money to see that but playoffs is on you know in route we're gonna see who's dealing with what who actually produces uh we're gonna see how these things shake out like i said i'm going for the bears all the way i was i probably was one of the last one i picked them to win 11 games everything else and make it to the playoffs everything else from this point forward is a bonus in my eyes but i'm all the way in now because i did go that far and uh, like I said, that's my show for today. Uh, you can catch us uh, at some point, maybe next week. Uh, matter of fact, next Monday, uh, I'm gonna be on the on the Bring Your uh, Black Hip Radio Entertainment Network with probably a combo between Bring Your A Game and Live and Direct shows. You can catch me again here, probably at the beginning of the new year. On in the trenches, I'm probably gonna have some more stuff lined up probably midweek. Um, like I said, it's not gonna be all sports, it's gonna be a multitude of uh, topics. Uh, I'm gonna keep you updated with both the shows. Any input, ideas, or anything you would like to add, feel free to comment in the comment box or email me accordingly uh, off the page website here. Uh, with that said, I would like for you guys to have a happy holiday season. Uh, happy New Year's if I don't get the chance to say it to you or I do another show before the New Year. Happy New Year's. I hope everybody's doing well. In a minute.